this is really like young okay. people. It's there's very ripe for the picking. Well, dude, I was like walking around with a camera by myself. <laughs> it's all these like fourteen, like hordes of fourteen year old girls with their. You families. want a daddy to take your yeah. panties and off? Like I got a lot of looks from parents being like. Nice. What are you doing, Mr. Guy with a camera? It's getting around? some footage for yeah. my private collection. <laughs> yeah, my private collection. I am a YouTube star, but it's a different kind of YouTube. <laughs> right. The kind that you can find on the dark web. Right. Where did you just get back from? You just did so, a long drive. God, I just got back from Comic-Con. Ugh. And last week I was at VidCon. And you went to these for work reasons. Oh, yeah, for work. Not for pleasure. Well, I was excited. I was actually very excited about going to them because and then, and then I, I was curious. I was very curious about these cons. You know, I've never been to any of these cons that everyone goes to now. Right. And there's a bunch of them. There's like a, a tons. There's like WonderCon, Comic-Con. There's VidCon. There's... Uh, Crime Con. Right. There's uh, um, the big new one that's like very cool. It's like sneaker geek culture, like hip hop is Complex Con. That's mm. like now the big, the big new one. I did a stand up show outside of Comic Con one one summer. Wow, years ago, it was horrendous. Yeah, it was basically us standing on like an Apple box or some kind of platform with a bullhorn. <laughs> yelling jokes at people as they walked by. That's really crazy. Completely ill-conceived. Very bad. And I was like, why did I come down here for this? And then I went to a VFW and did stand-up comedy for a bunch of angry old ladies. What's a VFW? The Veterans of Foreign Wars uh, buildings where like vets hang out. Wow. And uh, it's like a bar there and some other social things. And it's one of the worst times I've ever bombed. I've never... I don't think I've ever achieved that level of disgust from the audience not good 15 minutes of just blank stares from old people yeah but so vidcon is basically for youtube stars yeah right and i got an executive pass which is called the industry level so there's three levels at vidcon and it's in anaheim's at the anaheim convention center which is huge yes these convention centers are insane yeah and there's seventy-five thousand people there 75,000, yeah. And... Uh, Controlled the, by unions, convention centers. Oh, really? Yeah. If you ever do like a convention and you go to one of those places, the union rules will kick in for a lot of weird stuff. Like if you have a booth and an exhibition hall, you... Like I did one one year and we had a television that we were going to use in the booth and we couldn't carry our own TV in. Like they had to put it on a like a what am i thinking of forklift yeah we put on the forklift and they drove it over to our booth and then we got charged like a hundred dollars <laughs> for the privilege wow that's yeah. interesting it's great work i mean these things are just money so much money is mm. made so the the industry track there's three levels at at vidcon so there's the uh community track which is like screaming 14 year old girls looking for their favorite YouTube stars. Yeah. It's so weird. It's 
then there's the creator track, which is like budding YouTubers and like budding people who want to be big on like TikTok and YouTube and yeah. that stuff. And then there's the industry track, which is the executives. Yeah. And they're like sectioned off in this upstairs area. The where money just, guys. The money, the money people. Yeah. And it's really expensive to go as that. And all the talks are all about how to authentically connect with the creators and the fans. Yeah. Yet they stay sectioned off the entire time in their own thing right. instead of deigning to interact with the actual people that they're, you know, basically. Well, executives selling. love that shit. Yeah. They love being in the special yeah. room. They love it. And uh, no executive enjoys actually being around people. Right. They just like the idea of walking around right. and telling people what to do. Yeah. And then that's it. Right. And it's like all about how, like, uh, they, they are just want to find the talent that they can then sell right. to someone. Um, but they don't actually want to like be with the people they're selling no, it to. They don't want to be with the plebes. Right, right. And it's very much like that. It's all about the entire thing is about which party you can get into, which list are you on, which are you part of the YouTube creators lounge? Oh, and do you have access to the power user creator uh mini bar that's in the youtube creators lounge in the industry track wing it's like you know the levels of access it's like a russian doll just yeah. go like deeper and deeper and deeper it's like everybody wants to get into the room right. at the end of the thing did you meet any famous youtubers that... uh, i didn't yes actually so you probably did and you didn't know who the fuck the... they were Muser branded Buca de Beppo happy hour dinner. Ugh. There were two like Aruban TikTok stars who are like apparently have 18 million followers, are like the biggest guys, and, and they had purple hair. Um, but yeah, I don't know any of these people. So um, it's very the strange thing is that beyond the executives just playing this access game where they're like trying to get to the best room, and then you get to the best room. And then everybody's just standing around yeah, in of course. the best room, you know? Like, everybody made a big deal out of this TikTok after party, which we managed to get into. And... Uh, Is there any worse ad than TikTok ads? Like, What even are they? Have you ever seen TikTok? They'll usually show up on Twitter sometimes, and they would autoplay. And it's a lot of TikTok is, like, people lip-syncing to songs. Yeah. And they're just infuriating. Yeah, that's what TikTok is. Yeah. Go and look for... Just Google like bad TikTok ads and there are so many that are infuriating. There's one with like this person dressed up like the Mad Hatter and they're lip syncing to this song and it's... Yeah, they're super cringy. Yeah, very cringe. Yeah. But there's a, there was an article about these TikTok stars who purposefully make cringe cringy. videos. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. their thing. Well, I don't... Yeah, it's very strange. So... um you know, everybody's trying to, like, battle to be one of these people who everybody's following. The The weird thing is the community people... So, the like Comic-Con, there's, like, a central, like, floor where all the, like, fan people who are the community level, they all, like, wait in lines to get autographs or, like, pictures taken with their favorite YouTube stars. There's, like, you know, panels of the big YouTube stars on that first floor. But the central part of it is all these brand activations. So there are these like builds, like these brand builds. And people it's wait. It's a build. It's like a, a, the Starburst maze, oh, you know? Right. So it'll be like, and the crazy thing is people wait in line for like hours to get into the brand maze. Yeah. Or like the Nike 
soccer experience, you know, or the uh, there was like a Nerf obstacle course, you know, or, or like a Nerf fight that was going on, yeah. you know, with Nerf guns. And it's always great to know, see there's grown the, men doing things like that. Well, there it, it, it's not like Comic-Con where it's an older crowd. This is really like young okay. people. It's there's very ripe for the picking. Well, dude, I was like walking around with a camera by myself. It's all these <laughs> like 14 like hordes of 14-year-old girls with their You families. want a daddy to take your yeah. panties and off? Like I got a lot of looks from parents being like Nice. What are you doing, Mr. Guy with a camera? Walking getting some around? footage for yeah. my private collection. <laughs> yeah, my private collection. I'm a YouTube star, but it's a different kind of YouTube. <laughs> right. The kind that you can find on the dark web. Right. Um, yeah, I would say the cons are definitely not... Uh, they're really not like... Um, I mean, the nice thing is that there's a lot of independent artists who genuinely are giving it a shot right it's like i went to of course like to the wrong entrance in the beginning so i had to go all the way around the building and i got into a car like i was like hey can you just drive me to like some random person and he was a guy who was trying to start like a youtube channel basically uh of him like doing being a chef and that's cool did you pretend to be like a high level executive no Mm -hmm. i was very sarcastic yeah i'm here on the executive level well i am what i learned about myself is i do not belong on the executive level like i that's those just not my people yeah like, I, I don't know. I'm the more of the... I'm like... I belong the kids. You're a the fan boy. Creative, creator level. Like, that's who I am. And, uh, yeah, so it's very... Oh, there was another funny thing where on the industry level, the executives level, there was a networking app called Brella. And it's like Tinder for networking. And you get 15-minute slots to, like, meet someone... And there's a sectioned off area of like numbered tables and you go on the app and you like meet somebody you, you want to have a networking meeting with and you like send them an invite and you go and meet them for 15 minutes. Like a speed dating. It's like speed dating networking. networking app. And there's like a little district. They say like, go to table 17 and you like have a 15 minute meeting. And I tried it out. How was it? Who did you network with? I networked with a girl who works for Attention, like, you know, ATTN, that sort of like oh, yeah. content thing, and a few other people. Um, it was very funny. It was well, also like, so I lost my executive pass for like a day because I gave it to my coworker, yeah. my boss, and... I like still had some like networking dates on the app and I was like, can you like come out of the industry section to like the common section? People were like, no, no, no. Just tell me when you're back uh, in the industry section. Like I was like an imposter. Listen. All right, dude, I'm going to meet with real executives (laughs) that have passes. I'm not going to go down to the The community section. I'm not hanging out with the proles. So it's just so funny. What did you learn from you, the VidCon thing? Was there anything? Should we get into TikTok? No, Should that be no, our no. TikTok is a music app. That's yeah. what I learned. Um, and I learned that there's no. Uh, it's not fun. These things are not for fun. No, it don't like. I think the only people that have fun at these things are the fans, and right. there are people who genuinely like. Yeah. It's like not a party. Like I, I thought, oh, this is going to be like a fun party because there's all these parties, right? Yeah. And it's like, do you have a wristband at this party and this party? And it was fun to kind of try and finagle your way in. But nobody has fun at these things. It's, that's not the point. The point is to work, you know? 
And if you have something to sell, you should go because you should just give your card to everybody, put them on your newsletter or whatever. You know, that's that's the way to go to them. Use them as a place to do work. I thought, oh, this is going to be fun. It's not fun. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And and the parties are not meant to be places where people have fun. The parties are it's see and be seen. You know, it's like you, do, you go to the exclusive party to let everybody know that you got into the exclusive party, you know. But not an ounce of fun to be found. No, no actual even if, fun. Even happen. if there was like orgy parties, it would be like eyes wide shut level where nobody's really having fun. They're just standing around. Yes. It's a lot of standing around. Yeah. A lot of standing around, a lot of telling people what you do. Right. And, get you know, how can you help each other, basically. I love the thing about YouTube, like stardom, is that it's so removed from like normal stardom that... I'll hear about people that are these huge YouTube stars and I have no conception of who well, they are or what they do. Well, that's what's very strange, right? Because it is it is so crazy. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of people all there to go to brand activations yeah. for like, you know, the Dora the Explorer ball pit. You right. know what I mean? The Hubig's lemonade, you know, experience. Getting fucked in the ball pit. Right. Uh, I don't know. What, I don't know what that is. But uh, <laughs> and then, uh, wait. What were we just saying? We were talking about YouTube stars. Oh yeah. No, no. Okay. So it's all these people drawn there for people that like. If you're not, if you're over like 22, yeah. no one knows who any of these people are. Right. So it's not like Comic Con is different because at least like Comic Con everyone knows what the Avengers are. Right? I mean, we all know what these things are. Yeah, it's common. It's common, common knowledge. Culture. Whereas it, this, these video stars, it's like a whole market that is completely separate. Yeah, because kids from, kids watch it. Kids yeah, go on yeah, there and teenagers it's like young, watch it. Really young kids, yeah. like yeah, like twelve to like twenty. Yeah, that that's the thing that I'm really going to be curious about in the next like twenty years as all these kids age up. How are they getting their entertainment? Right. Are they still interested in TV shows and movies, or is that just completely evaporated as as how they know what uh, they're going to watch for entertainment? Is it all going to be more YouTube and more that style of entertainment? Right. Instead of like, you know, sitting down and watching a movie. I mean, there's just there's young people that you talk to, and they're like, "No, I don't watch movies." Yeah, I just watch YouTube. I watch stuff stars. on YouTube. And it's like, oh my god, it's very weird. No, I, it's it's like I for some I don't think it's the future. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think everyone is gonna you know have their favorite YouTube stars when they're older. It just doesn't seem like like I've watched some of these things and it's just garbage. I mean it's not Yeah, most stuff the kids watch it's is garbage. not for adults. No, like adults it's really bad. That's that's age old. Doesn't matter what it is. If you watch right. Saturday morning cartoons now and you don't have your nostalgia glasses on like yeah. most people do. If you just look at it you're just like, "Ah, this is dumb. I don't like this." Yeah. So I think it'll be the same. I think these people will age up, but my thing is like what are they conditioned to seek out and is there like is content like that that exists for adults like what does that look like in the future and i think the people that kind of know or in that space are going to have an advantage well it's kind of pod it's podcasts right i mean right now that's the diy in the creators of yeah i guess for older people right but i mean there's still like a video component that's missing and my my question would be like what is that going to look like what do you mean what do you mean like part of the youtube star thing is they 
they're they're looking at someone that's talking to the camera and they have like a direct connection yeah. to some extent with this person. Podcasting is a little bit different. I mean, it's it's still <laughs> intimate because we're in their ears. Yeah, but we're not. I don't have a visual connection with them. So if that's kind of how you're conditioned to watch entertainment, what are you going to want to watch as you age up? Because I, as a child, watched movies and TV shows that, right. for myself. And as I got older, I still watched those things. Right. TV what shows, movies, guys, books. Right. What are they going to transfer to? Yeah. Where does that go? And I don't know that movies and TV shows is the natural place that they right. go. Because no, because it's a totally different thing. Yeah. It's like because you're yeah you're looking at somebody like talking to you yeah. in the camera. Yeah, and you can participate and they'll interact with you. I mean, maybe comments. you like start watching, you know, Alex Jones or like, yeah. you know, Paul Joseph Watson or whatever, you know, whatever your version of that is. Right. Politics you know? stuff. Politics. Yeah, People maybe. staring into the camera and just talking to you. Stefan Molyneux. Yeah, right, right. I could, maybe Fucking that is what creep. it is. Yeah. Well, that, but it was strange to me that that entire contingent was missing. Yeah. Like, because you would think VidCon, you're right. Where is the older version? Right. Of, you know, where's all the pundits who like talk into the camera? You know, because yeah. they're part of that world too. Right. You know, that's what they do. But that's totally missing. Right. You know? And so it's weird. Like, why is the video world totally controlled by like the younger people? I think it's just because they, that's, they all watch the same shit. It's like, that's where all the big hits come is from that yeah and we don't know what that it translates to really because i think people that watch you know like i watch youtube political shows um but that's not natural for me that's like a thing that i found that's not how i was i didn't grow up with that i mean i grew up with like tv like the youtube political shows that i watch are sort of like a combination of uh radio talk shows plus like news tv shows yeah but what is I don't think that that's going to be what adults my age are going to be watching in 20 years. Yeah. It's going to be some other form. And if you can predict that and you can get ahead of that, maybe that'll be like a spot to uh, to, pi- be. to pioneer right. b- before everybody starts moving like in that there. whole... Well, but I mean, what is it that? It's just... what What is it? Yeah, I don't know. Because hmm. just think, if, if, if you or I had been smart in like 2005, 2007, and launched our own little YouTube channel, the chances are high that we would have each been successful. Yeah. Because... Because it's the early adopters. Right. That's why I want to start a Twitch channel. Right. Because I want to like get in that platform. Would you play video games on it? What would you do? No, I don't play video games. I would probably talk about politics, honestly. I would do what what's what uh, our guest Bridget, Bridget. Fetacy does. She's like, Good. and the funny thing is, she doesn't even want it. It's like she has the job that I want, yeah. and she doesn't even want it. Yeah, it's like fuck. She kind of fell into yeah. She this like fell into structure. being like a, a independent pundit. It's yeah. like that's exactly what I would want. Um. Anyway, so then uh, from VidCon, I came back, and then I went to Comic Con for the mm. past two days. Nice. And, Did you get excited about some of the uh, upcoming summer releases? No, dude. I mean, Comic-Con is a fucking clusterfuck, man. Yeah. It's packed, right? Yeah, and it's the same deal. A bunch of executives running around that I was sort of associated with, and they're all going to, can you get in this party? Can you get in this party? Can you go to the IMDb yacht? I went to the IMDb yacht mm. for uh, for a while. And it's the same thing. It's all like you are dying to get in and then you get in and everybody's, I mean, Comic-Con was more fun because it's more adult. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, there's a little bit more of a feeling of fucking, 
Well, there's definitely plenty of that. And there's a little bit more of a feeling of like adultness. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I will say is that the creators on the inside are really cool. I mean, it's, so it's okay. So inside Comic Con, there's not all these levels of Comic Con. There is, but it's really shitty. So I had the like executive level pass, but I you went to like unlike at VidCon where the executive lounge was like a beautiful, like great food, you know, really cool. The executive lounge at Comic Con is a huge fluorescently lit room of circular tables and free coffee in one corner and just packed with like stinky farting executives they like smelled awful they're just like there's How nothing old? what was the average age you know the execs. like 45 okay. you know and the just, taste makers yeah just but like ugly yeah. gross you know not very very unpleasant yeah but there's lines at comic-con there's lines everywhere so everybody's the 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 central place everybody wants to get into is called hall h right and Hall H is where they do the big celebrity panels and the big like announcements. I think yes. in like 2011, like Robert Downey Jr. surprised everyone as Iron Man, yeah. as was Tony Stark or something. So now everybody is like waiting for like big things to happen in Hall H. But to get in Hall H, you have to like wait in line for like a day. Yeah. Like, you have to like get in line and wait for like 12 hours. I, I in just line. would kill myself. And you see this when you walk around, there's people camping or like laying out in various places yeah. where you go. To go to go look at a Star Wars announcement yeah. that you're going to see On TV, instantaneously yeah. as soon as it's posted. It's really really crazy. Like I, I have mean, to, it, I have to know what the new trailer has in it even though it will be immediately available to everyone. Right. It's really sad. That part is sad. Yeah. The 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 line, the people who are so into this stuff that it's a religion for them. Mm-hmm. That's pathetic. On the other hand, the art of the comics on the inside is really good. I mean, it's like the the core of Comic-Con is really just like a place for people to share their work. Yeah. And so there's kiosks of all different kinds of people. There's people who license comic book characters and like create art out of them mm-hmm. and those people are cool i mean that you know they're like they have crazy masks and crazy p- things to put on your wall and that are all from characters you've seen before so there's those people those are like artists then there's people who make their own comic books you know they like who have a comic book they want to sell like indie. you yeah, yeah indie, indie comic books yeah. and though that's really cool yeah. you know and then there's. Did you like, see any like interesting comic books that were there? Because I assume this non-standard. I mean, there was heavy metal was there, and they had some cool stuff. Yeah. Like, remember heavy metal? Yeah. yeah. There's also like, uh, you know, what's the people who do Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Quirk books. Oh, okay. They had a kiosk there, and they have some interesting stuff. I mean, it's very silly, but um, you know, Random House was there. There was a bunch of like book people, so it's. People think it's just all like big movies. It's actually at its core, Comic Con is like a zine fest. Almost. That's what it was originally. You know, yeah, yeah like that's basically what it is, and well, that's a, cool. If that, you look at old pictures of Comic Con from like the eighties, it yeah, was just like serene a and a bunch right. of people with their comics yeah. and selling and and standing around and talking. Right, and you there's know, a bunch of like limited edition yeah. comic pieces, and that stuff I have a lot of respect for because that's like all right, comics are an art, and they're actually a really legitimate, cool art. Yeah, the shitty part is the commodification of it that the executives do and that people then wait in line to go see the big release of some fucking thing it's just like it's crazy and it's like you got to be fucking crazy to do that i guess there's a i get i mean to play devil's advocate i just want to say i think 
people that stand in line for anything are out of their fucking minds. Uh, whether it's an iPhone, whether it is to go do something like Comic Con, like if you're in a if you're in this giant line and it doesn't really matter. Like I understand giant lines for like a concert or some kind of really cool thing uh, that's a unique personal experience to have. But when it's a thing that you can get anywhere else, I don't understand the purpose of it. That said, the I guess communal aspect of yeah. it is something that people crave. Right, and they crave seeing other people who are as into it as them. There's, there's, you know what? There wasn't. There is a lot of cosplay. There wasn't as much as I thought there was going to be. I thought it was going to be like cosplayers Everyone. everywhere, but mm-hmm. no, it's not. They're, they're like cosplayers. It's like maybe one out of. It's so mobbed. Yeah. It was like mobbed, but it's like you don't see actually that much cosplay. I mean, there's a plenty of it, but it's not as like. I thought that was going to be more of a central thing, but it's that wasn't like that important. Mm. And then also like VidCon, there's all these brand activations. So there's a million, you know, the, you know, uh, Star Trek, whatever new show experience. And it'll be some sort of museum thing, like a yeah. little build out, you know. And so there's a bunch of those also on the floor. Um, Did you go to any like movie related things? So Did you get into Hall H? I didn't get into Hall H, but I... Well, like Hall at- Homo. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up somehow getting into this like William Morris party like nice. late at night and everybody was I like ended up in a movie theater where everybody was watching like some release of some movie that had Bruce Dern and Emile Hirsch in it okay. and I don't even know what movie it probably hasn't even been released yet right and I like found myself in there and everybody was staring at me like I was like I like walked in at, like to the end of the movie and everybody like looked at me I was like oh <laughs> 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 yeah so I don't know. I don't know what movie that was. It must have been. I know. I I don't even. I don't know what it is. No, Bruce Stern was still alive. Yeah. So there's a ton of hobnobbing. There, it's it's very Hollywood. You know. I mean, there's a lot of exec, like creative executives that go down. This is a big I promotional saw. thing. Like it right. gets you get all the nerds excited. Yeah. And, and they, they in turn drive. get get everybody else excited. There's also just so many characters. We don't. You don't always really realize how much intellectual property like recognizable fantasy intellectual property there is right you know there's dc and marvel which are like the two big ones but they were actually kind of not really that present this year because i think they're kind of on hold a little bit both of those worlds you know i mean at least marvel definitely is kind of like in a transitional period um, they shot their load. But there's like Dark Horse Comics yeah. was a huge thing. We met a guy who worked there and that's like Hellboy and yeah. all the, you know, attached shit. And there's just endless amounts of superheroes. And there's so many that you don't always remember like how many there are. Yeah. The stuff from your childhood sometimes. They're just like, oh my God, I remember this. This random, this random thing. Yeah, thing. Right. When I was a kid, like I used to be into comic books not in a real substantial way but more of like i mean i have comic books type of way like i just buy them to have them yeah. as as more commodities than anything else and they they're really clever at scamming children comic book creators and they had this four pack of number ones it's like these four new comic book lines that were launching and this is issue number one and they'll be worth a lot of money in the future because it's the first episode i mean the first uh the first book so of course I bought them all, and it's just like shit characters that like Deathstroke. 
don't even know. Yeah, man. exactly. Uh, like the Sandman. That one I remember. Not the Neil Gaiman one, but like a different. I one. I think I remember the other one. Yeah, and I had I had almost all those comics up until like last year before I moved, and then I'd go on those appraisal sites and see how much they're worth, and they're like it's no, three dollars. Right? Yeah. yeah. Shit. I was into comics as a kid. I I liked like X Men. I loved Spawn. I was yeah. super into Spawn. Everybody was into Spawn. They have been. They've they've never. They haven't been able to. I think they've been trying to make a movie, but it's just, just not coming together. It. Yeah. I think they want to make an R movie. And this shit is not going anywhere, man. There is so many more fucking characters, and since creative executives are not creative anymore, yeah. and they're just idiots, now all they're doing is just searching for that fandom because that's how you make money. You got to have that fandom that you know is gonna, you know, pre-awareness. It's, right. It's like okay, well, we know that a hundred thousand people are gonna spend money on this crap so we it's just free money why would you not make it you they, know they've sort of figured out that remakes aren't always the immediate hits that they think they'll be because i think a lot of remakes have just crashed and burned yeah and not been excited because people are like no i don't really want to see this it, yeah. but these like things that have existed in intellectual property and other forms they aren't as big of a creative gamble as like cr- coming up with something entirely, entirely new, new. And different. Well, that's why there is no more new things yeah. really uh, Very low level new if you're going to do it. Except in horror, as we've discussed many times. Yeah, horror is the one place where people can still do news today. Yeah, that's it though. I actually didn't really like Midsommar that much. I've not seen it yet. It, it's exactly like Hereditary. It starts so good. The beginning is so good. Right. And then it kind of just gets like silly. Yeah. I like the, the thing, the story about the background of that movie that I like is that they got money to make it because from a Swedish company or from Sweden, they had to make like a folk horror movie involving Swedish culture. And that's how that movie even got written. Cause he's like, it has to be set that way. It has to be like that type of movie. So he had to write a script with those requirements. Wait, what? So the production of the movie was funded in part by either by the country of Sweden or a Swedish company. And the requirement was that it was be, it was made in Sweden and involve these folk horror elements like pagan rituals and stuff like that. The movie had to be that type of movie. Why? What do you? Why did it have to? Because be? that's what the the funders wanted. They wanted oh. a movie made like that. So, um, Ari Aster, the guy that made it, he like wrote a script with that uh, those elements in it so that he could get that funding. But he had his own twist on it, which would be great. Hmm. I think that's kind of an interesting creative experiment. Like you have to write this kind of movie. So. How do you do why that? Why did they? Why was just because they wanted that? I guess so. They just wanted a movie about that. Yeah. Oh. I mean, folk horror is kind of creepy. You know, some of those great, like the Wicker Man. Yeah, this is basically the Wicker Man. Yeah, and I mean, such. That's, this is it's. I mean, visually, it's really cool, and it starts again, just like he's so good at setting up these like really yeah. horrific things. You know. Yeah. But he's really bad at paying them off. Right. And it's the exact same thing. Like, I was so bored. Like, I was just like, okay, I'm, I like want this to be over an hour ago. Right. Um, it's just not interesting. Like, it doesn't go anywhere interesting. You know, it's visually, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. That's so, what it. are the takeaways Comic-Con. From, Comic-Con. from Comic-Con? Would you uh, recommend people go? No, yeah. definitely not. not. I would worth... stay far, far away yeah. from any con. And it, it, the only reason I would say to go to anything 
any of these things is if you are truly a fan of one of these, you know, worlds, you know, if you're really a fan of YouTubers or really a fan of, if you really love Avengers or whatever, yeah, go because it'll be a bunch of people who also love what you love, you know? Uh, but don't go for fun. That's definitely what I would say. These are for working. If you have something to sell, definitely go. Hmm. If you, or you need to meet people or you, you know, whatever, then it's a good thing to go to. But don't, I thought like these things would be like fun, but it's, it's not, it's for working. It's a drag. Yeah. It's a drag. It's, it's like pain. It's hard. It's like really like, uh, takes a lot of energy and effort and it's not like, it's not like something to do. I would never say like go on vacation to Comic-Con, you know, like it's not something to see like that. It's, it's for working. Um, in general, so what summer releases are you most excited for? Yeah. Which big movies are coming out? Are you asking that seriously? Yes. No. Definitely not asking that in a character. <laughs> I think I'm most excited for Star Wars, oh. The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, that's just going to be great. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, neither of them say a whole lot about our culture and where we're at right now. I don't think either of them are very inspiring. Hmm. That's for sure. You know, I mean, I don't think it's, well, I think people, I think the overwhelming feeling that I got from both of them was people yearning for, uh, like, uh, something to care about. You know what I mean? People really yearning for like something to follow. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think the people that really go to these things are like follower people. Hmm. And I think in the absence of religion, people are just clamoring for shit to follow. You know, they want to believe in something. And I think that both of these things are people who want to believe in either superheroes or, you know, their favorite creator, their favorite YouTuber. They want to like follow these false idols. That's, I kind of got that vibe. I think, um, I think the thing that's kind of dispiriting about that is I, I think there is actually quite a lot of good independent content that's on YouTube. I don't really think that it's represented well by like the shit that kids like. Right. Cause kids just like crap. But I, I feel that there's a lot of really good stuff that's not made by corporations you know, yeah, that's, right. That's no, I mean, it's a good way to do think something independently, yeah. you know? And, it, and it, unfortunately, like, that kind of gets lost because it's all... All the focus is on what's going to make money right. for... I say the same thing about influencers. It's like, about influencers on Instagram, it's like, yeah, 95% of them are horrible, but there is some of them that are actually really good, right. you know? And uh, it's just the followership doesn't always reflect that. Um, and yeah, it's nice. It is democratized creation. You know, I mean, it sucks that the executives now are, you know, sitting around trying to exploit it the minute they can, yeah, of you course. know, um, but all in all, you would think it would be a little more, I mean, it seems like, uh, again, people, I mean, these, this is a new phenomenon. These cons being like places people flock to and huge numbers and wait in lines to go to like a promotional literally people are spending hours waiting in line to go to a advertisement like they are yeah. going to an ad yeah you know and, and, and not just 
time, but money. Right. And their participation in that is a little bit disturbing because it's like, it's their life in a way. And these are like grownups at Comic-Con. It's grownups. Mm. You know, these aren't all, it's not that many kids. It's a lot of like grown up people. And I think it's, you know, that they're so entangled in what's basically marketing and it's so it's such a meaningful part of their lives is kind of scary you know i mean it's well, like i've complained about the men at my office that do this yeah there's guys at my office that will sit and pontificate about yeah. you know what marvel's next moves are uh, you know uh, i think uh. what they got to do i think they like maybe did a little too much with endgame and they're trying to rain and i'm just like what are you t- you're talking about this like this is a, a personal yeah, relationship right. in your life like exactly. these are this is like a giant conglomerate that's yeah. it's completely not making decisions not based on, 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 it, right. on human things. And it's, people, it's like the way that it's set up now with this sort of, there's all there's always this uh, patina of exclusivity. It's like now people line up to buy things. Right. Like that's what, you know, you see that in sneaker culture too. It's the same with all of this shit. It's like that was a big part of it is all these booths sell shit. So it's, oh, the limited edition uh, you know, Avengers teddy bear, you know, is is coming out here and you can only buy it here. And yeah. people wait in line for hours to buy something. For what? So it can just sit in your house. Yeah, it's it's like gamified capitalism right. where everybody's trying to show that they have access to this and then, then they turn around and they amplify the marketing. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you wait in line to buy a piece of marketing and then you amplify it on your social media and that's your life yeah because you think the people are gonna like be impressed yeah it's like literally a human centipede of marketing you're just eating shit and then shitting shit into the next person's mouth of just capitalistic marketing let me be the title of this episode the human centipede of marketing yeah and it's it's fucking it's very it's i can't believe how willing people are it's like remember that feeling that you got when you were a kid when you saw your first comic book movie and it was like a really good feeling you know like you were like it was just so cool yeah but isn't don't you grow out of that it's like these people are stuck they they remember that moment and now their whole lives are structured around it you know it's like they they still get that feeling from these this stuff and it's it's amazing to me that they can still get the feeling and don't where is their feeling of like like don't they know what they're doing you know like can't they see that they're just being used by these brands well that extends milked for their fucking that extends to almost everything yeah all this stuff from our childhoods we get or we're expected to get super excited about stranger things right yeah it's a great example you know people just get all wound up and we've we have an episode about stranger things where i kind of talked about like it, it's a kind of a mediocre... I haven't watched anything since the first season. It's kind of a mediocre show. Yeah. It's not that well, it's great. it's definitely gotten worse and worse. And it's very much predicated upon 80s nostalgia. Yeah. And yeah. that's its like... That's, that's its the thing. exciting things. People watch it and they get the feeling of watching like Explorers or a Steven Spielberg movie or some 80s right, sci-fi exactly. thing. They get that feeling that you... They're trying to recapture that feeling yeah. that you as a kid. But it's weird to try and get back to that place because you can't get back yeah. to that place. You know? That's the whole thing. Yeah. You know, well, the excitement of art like, is yeah. the surprise and the 
getting into this right, new exactly. thing. Right, exactly. new experience. That's what I'm that saying. It's having. because it's new. Whereas to try and just like masturbate that feeling you yes. once had over and over and over, it's very fucking weird that people don't stop and say, like, what am I. What am I doing right now? Why, now, why do why I care I so much this? about this? Very like, right? I mean, I don't mean to hate on them. You know, if it, it makes them happy, well, no, and it's if something they bond over. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here in judgment. It's fun it's just, to go watch a dumb superhero movie at times. Like, yeah. if it's well made and no, stuff. No, I like, loved Endgame and uh, uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. Those, those are fun things to do. But it's like at the end of it, I go home, yeah. and you know, I'll see the next movie maybe. Maybe I'll watch it at home on Netflix or whatever. Right. But I don't. I'm not going to go pay to to watch the trailer for the next one. Yeah. It's and it's not even. It's like the or or wait in line for 24 hours no. outside. And again, it's not. I don't think people do it because they really want to see the trailer that bad. It's they like the ritual of it. Like yes. they they this has become their religion. Yeah. You know, and it's like, they're like, oh, I'm going to, it's, they get excited, but they're like, I'm going to wait in outside all day. But then there, there's also the excitement of showing other people. How much you care. That, that yeah, what, right. But not that just that, but people in your circle that you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That you went above, way above and beyond. It's like that Times right. article about Instagram ruining people's honeymoons because they get so focused on taking yeah. these amazing honeymoon photos that they don't spend any time just they enjoying the honeymoon because yeah. they're looking for like a perfectly posed picture. I have like I have some college friend who got married recently and there's just like pictures of him and his wife like sipping on a like a shaved ice in Hawaii together and all this stuff where it's like I'm sure that took so much time yeah, to, to get the right shot for what? So you can show it to people that don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like nobody cares that you did yeah. that except it's you. It's because they want to create the feeling of jealousy in somebody else yeah, the that, they, that they felt yes. when they saw somebody else's picture right. that looked like this. Yeah. So it's just nasty. Yeah. It's just I felt left out of this other thing, I now need to make everyone else feel bad. Yeah. You know? Now we're having now, a good time yeah, and you're look at, not. I look, and look at how good we look. Because you're at work and yeah. we're here on our honeymoon. And, and we're having so much fun. Yeah, we are having fun. Yeah. It's so fun. Do you understand? It's fun. Look at how much fun we're having. God damn it. And look at how good we look while yeah. we're doing it. <laughs> we it's are really amazing. What do we do? Yeah. We do, we do? The whole shit just has to be burned. We just got to burn the whole thing down, man. That's we got to just start over. Or it's like we're it, there's no it's there's no fixing this. People are too dumb, and we're being controlled by the lowest common denominator at all times. Yeah, I I really I get nostalgic for the early days of the internet. My early days. I mean, I know it existed longer than my recollection, but it was a much more because it was so much more writing focused and much less image focused and much like like in order to have a thing about yourself you really had to put some work into it so it was much more if somebody had a blog it, it was very much less vanity oriented yeah. and much more about your ideas and so forth like when i was in college i loved going being online because i'd read politics stuff and i'd read the news, but then I didn't have to look at facebook and twitter and all this shit yeah and have that kind of poison uh, poison your brain a little bit. Yeah, I deleted Instagram when I was at Comic Con because I was just like, "What am I doing? Like, I, this doesn't make me feel good at all. It makes yeah. me feel bad. It's just distracting. It just makes me like a little bit less bored, right? You know what I mean? For two seconds, but it's like a 
itch. It's just like, let me look at this. Let me share. Let me share what I'm doing. Let me share what I'm doing. Let me show. And I'm like, what is the advantage of this? Right. There isn't one. No. Anyway. So uh, look for us at the very next VidCon. Yeah. We have our YouTube show launched. Right. It's called uh, Two Guys with Hot Takes. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be, uh, we'll be shooting that in the fall. Yeah. Get ready. Excited. Okay. Uh, also on TikTok. Yeah, Isaac and I will be lip syncing to Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> on TikTok. So yeah. uh, we'll be doing the chorus part together. So if you want to participate, do so. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Elliot Roger. Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes. Pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that. Yeah, and do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah, leave don't, Isaac alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah, That's, send them to the email or post them on the button. forum and we will respond there yeah. and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all Funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I. Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago and now it's too late. Yeah. To go back. Phones are running. Uh, you can find me at isaacsimpson.com. That's my website. Uh, it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh, in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world. But uh, you can also find ways to contact me there. Um, and also, uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on medium that's probably the best place to to find me or linkedin i enjoy being linkedin so just linkedin isaac simpson and you can uh, talk to me there that's it thank you for listening goodbye bye don't text isaac